Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 62 of the Pet Biz Hive, Designing Compensation Plans That Work. Of course, your pet business will only thrive when you put in the work that's needed to balance out the joy of working with pets to the other more concrete aspects of compensating your team members. We all know that the pet industry is one of heart and passion. We all feel that our purpose is to make an impact on the pets, our clients, and our community. Of course, our employees are attracted to this industry for many of those same reasons. The downside, unfortunately, of the pet industry is that historically, it is entry level and low pay. Many pet businesses, like those in the boarding and daycare space, have treated their kennel attendants as little more than just burger flippers for the most part. This is, of course, making the assumption that our employees are the lowest common denominator of the industry, or that they are the worker bees. It's time for us to create compensation plans that go beyond their position as just the worker bees in the hive to not only provide a J-O-B for them, but potentially a rewarding and impactful career where they feel heard and understood. Of course, this entails learning to recognize, motivate, and compensate appropriately. They have to understand the why of your company. We need to engage them in not only what you do, but why you do it and how they can play a direct role in doing work that matters. We are caring for our clients, MITs, or their most important things, their home and their pets. Being able to connect your staff to your why makes them mission focused with your company. More importantly, it can get them fired up and actually taking ownership as if they were self-employed. This provides the extra benefit of them feeling control, feeling like they have progress in their life and in their work, feeling a connectedness within your company, and that they are part of something bigger than themselves. So let's talk about how we can accomplish that. So the biggest key is to match your compensation plans to the role in the business. Decide what behavior you want to drive and how your compensation actually communicates that. What you choose to compensate for clearly defines what you value in your company. Here are some positions that you might have or you might plan to develop in your pet business. So first of all, of course, we have our field staff, our walkers and our sitters. There are no little jobs in this business, right? These people are the backbone of what you do and your sourcing and hiring process should be detailed and successful at finding the right people for this job. There's an industry goal of around 50% all in 
Uh, now, all in is their wages, their payroll taxes, and their workers' compensation. So if you have not crunched those numbers recently in your own pet business, I do recommend that you do that. Uh, typically, you see 45 to 55%, so I am just using 50% as an average of that. So you need to find an adequate level of compensation and yet still stay within that margin to maintain profitability in your business. There are many ways that you can structure their compensation. Uh, Some companies do hourly, some do piecemeal or paying per visit, and some have salaried employees. You can offer cash mileage reimbursement under an accountable plan. You can develop levels of responsibility that come with higher compensation. And you can also develop compensation perks for additional education levels achieved. There should be movement, no matter what, in any job to encourage and reward initiative. You can offer opportunity based on time that they're with your business. If you have an employee who's been with you six months versus one that has been committed and loyal for the last five years, there should be a balance in their compensation. You can provide reward for performance. If you have one outstanding employee who is always knocking it out of the park with their visit reports, their messages, the level of quality in their work, then of course provide reward for that performance level. You can provide reward by elevating their position and their responsibilities. Perhaps you can develop a team trainer or a team lead position, a lead walker position in your company to elevate them and give them additional responsibilities. I am a total champion for numbers and everyone in my company has a number. You should consider having everyone in your pet business have their own number. This is called a metric in traditional business structures. In my pet business, for example, I have KRAs, key results areas, for every employee that they sign and agree to on hire. My walkers and sitters are very clear on the numbers that they are responsible for, and most of them, uh, most of the numbers that they are responsible for really are a match of the level of delivery of service that they provide to the guarantee that we provide our clients. So that would be things like, you know, of course, on-time service. That would be, um, you know, we use, of course, industry software. And this would be making sure that GPS is in the right location. They do the right uh, length of service. Um, They have great visit reports. All of those different things are metrics that we have within our uh, field staff KRAs. Additionally, they are responsible for any additional education that the company provides. We do have required education. We have some optional education. And we do also have weekly video meetings that they are required to watch and sign off on. They are rewarded, of course, with additional cash cash bonus if they do meet their metrics. So there is something tied to meeting their key results areas. You want to reward what you want to drive in your company. If there is a certain behavior that you want to see in your employees, that is what you need to call out, acknowledge, and reward. Now, for those of you that have managers, office staff, admin staff, or who want to, uh, 
if you look at compensation for them, you know, as different from your walkers and sitters, your field workers, everything that they do is a result of revenue coming in your company. So they technically could be considered um, commission-based if you look at that type of a model, whereas they are getting 50% commission on every service that they do. Um, I call it, of course, cost of service um, in the cost of goods sold category. You always receive revenue every time they work, right? Now, your manager's office and admin, totally different, unless, of course, they provide services themselves, but I'm talking about those that do not. So your office people will typically be hourly or salaried, and they will be a fixed expense. They will be in your operating expenses. First, you have to be able to justify the additional cost within your operating expenses, Um, I mean, that would be another podcast entirely. But once you've determined that you can afford that office staff, you need to develop a fluid compensation plan that will meet the role and responsibilities of the position, but also allows for movement and reward. That starts with a solid base compensation. I recommend a starting point around the receptionist position compensation at a local large veterinary clinic or a large boarding facility. Uh, That is a good start for the industry. Uh, One up that, if you can, based off of what your admin responsibilities will be. And of course, based off of your numbers that you have already determined of what your company can support. Look for other opportunities to drive behavior and reward what you want. Determine what hidden skills and gifts they might have that they can use to benefit your company. Everyone wants to be heard, belong, and contribute. I've recently done this myself with one-on-one conversations with my employees, and I have been stunned at some of the gifts that I didn't even realize my employees had. Um, Just because of this, I do have one of my employees who is a freelance artist. She is doing um, uh, pencil drawings of our top clients for additional compensation. Uh, I have another um, employee, hadn't even thought about this when I hired her. She just graduated with her degree in illustration. And uh, years ago, when we were still doing heavy events, I had developed a very rudimentary uh, coloring book for children that had to do with uh, the right ways and wrong ways to approach a dog, which was a great customer service for families whenever they would come by the booth. Well, what do you know? Um, Now, uh, my employee is going to be developing a customized one that is branded for us. So things like that, that, you know, somebody has gifts and talents that you can find ways to take advantage of those. If, of course, you dig in and find out more about your employees. So uh, here's a few other ideas of some things that those employees can do for you. Uh, Do you want more reviews? Maybe you could put them in charge of generation and communicating with clients about reviews. Give them a goal with a bonus. 
I did that last year with my general manager. I gave her a an aggressive goal to reach by the end of the year. And she got a pretty fat bonus at the end of the year because she did meet her goals. She made sure she met her goal, that's for sure. Do you want more touch points with your clients? Uh, maybe you can have someone develop and execute a referral program for you. Maybe they have skills as a writer. Have them write weekly. Maybe have a blog. Um, have them start or participate in your sales funnel, sales funnel client nurturing program. Maybe they are good at social media. You could have them propose a program to spice yours up. Do they want to expand their skills? Maybe you could teach them Canva. You could teach them formulas in Excel. You could teach marketing. You could teach leadership skills. So many things that you can do that will build up your staff. You want to, you want to lead, grow and lead leaders. If you are winning in your company, they should be also. So now here's a reality check. You want to make sure that you run scenarios. I'm talking financial scenarios. Don't just throw something out there to see if it sticks. You don't want to say, offer your employees 10% of revenue if they bring clients in, like forever. You know, you want to make sure that it makes sense as you grow and expand. And communicate, communicate these things. Let your team know what winning looks like. You want to slowly develop a plan. You don't want to roll something out and realize you've overextended yourself. But the number one thing is that you want it to make an impact. It doesn't have to be some massive grand gesture of a lot of money. Sometimes it can be the little things. You know, you can have benefits for your company, but not every company can provide a full array of traditional benefits that really have an impact on employees. There are some states that have pretty steep requirements, I would say, for employees that you have to meet first before you can determine what else you can offer. But here's a couple little ideas for you to think about. Uh, of course, an easy one is their own pet care at cost. That is a definite benefit you can provide. Flexible scheduling. Sometimes your company can provide that uh, within limitations. You can provide a 401k through your payroll company. Um, of course, just even having direct deposit in the payroll company is a benefit in itself because that is a huge convenience. Uh, but with a 401k, uh, that can be less expensive than you realize. Uh, certainly is something you can consider. You can set your own parameters for those, uh, that someone is with your company for a certain length of time. You can generally set vesting parameters if you're going to offer a match. And in many cases, you can choose whether or not you are going to offer a match at the end of the year based on your profitability. Uh, PTO, of course, in some states, PTO is required, but it is something that you can consider. You could develop bonuses based on metrics, like I mentioned before. You can, of course, have cash mileage under your accountable plan. Uh, I really like shout outs when a staff member exhibits a behavior that you want to multiply, like uh, just something small, maybe a, a small gas gift card. 
Uh, we've done Redbox codes before. Of course, I don't even know if Redbox exists now with all the, the streaming. Um, we have a company, Starbucks Card, and we would uh, just give them the code for them to treat themselves for the day. Or same situation, a Smoothie King card. Uh, we provide profit sharing. That is also something that you can look into. Uh, that is actually going to be Friday's podcast. So tune in on Friday to hear more about uh, our own profit sharing program. There are card programs out there where they can earn points to redeem towards uh, a lot of different types of gift cards. Of course, those are services that you can use with clients also. Another idea might be, uh, you know, maybe even just for any full-time employees you have, memberships or, um, you know, a selection of items where they can choose something that they want if they've been with you for a longer period of time. This could be uh, gym memberships. This could be um, some sort of an event place. I know, you know, locally we have a Six Flags where they could choose, you know, a Six Flags pass for a calendar year. You know, this would generally be things that you would offer to maybe employees that have been with you a year or more, or you could have a staggered system of what they get to choose each year as a benefit. So, you know, those are just a few things for you to consider moving forward. I enjoy finding new ways to love on my staff because they are what we do. They are the face of the company and they make us who we are in our community. So, Just to go over it again, did I say communicate? You absolutely have to make sure that your team does not expect a benefit or it isn't a benefit, right? You want to have what is required, but you also want to have those little bits of the unexpected, the unexpected joy. You want to make sure you communicate early and often what some of those additional benefits are tied to. Your team feeling entitled is one of the worst cancers that you can have in your company. Get ahead of that with clear communication. Make sure that your team understands it. Make sure they understand the compensation and how they can move themselves along your compensation plan. I love the saying that your raise works when you do. Make sure you're driving the behavior that you want to see. Compensation is an investment, not a cost. You need smart, passionate team members to grow a thriving business. So be generous. Thank you all for listening this week. Of course, tune in Friday for Friday's podcast about a company profit sharing program. And make it a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?